across the Red Sea. And there was lightning. Yeah, there was loud sounds. And the people were shaking. They were terrified. They said, Moses, you go talk to God because we don't want to get close to that. And God said, they are right. If anyone even touches the mountain, they will die. Wow. Can you believe that? If you get even a little bit close to this God, they would die because of God's holiness. Because they were evil and He is holy. If we were to see God's glory or feel God's glory, it would be a strange mixture. It would be like the greatest love we've ever felt. But he is also angry against sin. So if we had any sin in our lives, it would be like chasing it away with anger. And the people of Israel would not survive this. You know what Moses says? He says, don't be afraid. God has come in this way to test you. So that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, why can Moses say, do not be afraid? This is a very scary thing. Why is he not afraid? Because he has been with God in a secret place. God spoke to Moses in a whisper in the burning bush. When God called called Moses, he did not try to scare Moses. He spoke to him kindly. So Moses knew that this is a God of kindness and love. But he knew that the people needed to see the fear of the Lord. Because their hearts were so hard and this was the only way. The only way that they could stay away from sin for a minute. And how many minutes did it take for this to work? Do you remember what happened? Moses was on the mountain and he was gone for a long time. 
But but the, the fire was still there, the smoke was still there, the mountain was still shaking. But does fear make someone want to obey? Does fear make your heart new? No. They started making out of jewelry. They're like, uh, we can uh, have this jewelry, this earring, this bracelet. They took all of the jewelry. And they took Uh, And they created an animal, a god, out of it. So do you think they were still afraid of God? They thought, oh, nothing's going to happen. He's over there. We're over here. God's in heaven, we're on the earth. We haven't seen him do anything for a long time. So we can do this stuff. No big deal. They were wrong. Okay, so we learned that fear does not make people love God. But something happened when Moses came off that mountain. The face of Moses was shining. Hallelujah! What if my face just started shining one bright light right now? So what was happening? Like a long line of lights. People had to cover their eyes like the sun. And why? Because he was in the glory of God. He was face to face with God himself. Amen? Amen. And so, let's read this in uh, Exodus 34. Verses 29 through the end of the chapter. Musa, 
كان يرفع الرسام إلى أن يخرج من الخيمة وحين كان يخرج ليقول لبني إسرائيل ما أمر به يرى بني إسرائيل بلد موسى يرمى ويدعى موسى الرسام على وجهه إلى أن يذهب يتكلم مع الله من جديد. So it says that he would go into the presence of God. His face would be shining. And then he would share what God says with the people. But because of the brightness, he would then cover his face. Until he went back to talk with God again. Law. 
Okay, and, and Moses represents the law. Okay, so the Bible says that we should expect more glory than the glory that was in Moses' face. Did you know that Jesus says you will do greater works than even he did? How many of us have done greater works than Jesus so far? How many of us have been trying? Good, so if we try and we pray and we ask, we will have glory experiences. But he's talking about something even better than just an experience. He's talking about looking at Jesus. Okay, he says that um, we are not like Moses who was ashamed. And I never understood why was Moses ashamed? It's because the, the light in his face was going away. And we see this hint in verse 11. Paul says that this new way, this new glory remains forever. And because it remains forever, we are more bold than Moses. So Moses looked at God. And then the moment that he looked away, he started to lose the glory. We feel really good after leaving church, right? How do we feel on Wednesday? How do we feel after we've been in an argument with someone? How do we feel after we have gotten angry with someone? The glory that we felt with the Lord starts to fade away. And it's so fast. And it makes us feel ashamed. We're like, what's wrong with me? Moses was trying to hide the fact that he was losing the glory. And then Paul says that people who um, read the Bible or He's talking about the Jews in this situation, but it could be all of us. People who do not see Jesus, they have a veil over their face. And what does that mean? That means that they are not able to see the Lord. What if 
Moses went into the presence of God with the cover on his face. He's, he's worshiping God, but he's covered. That's a very interesting thing in this culture, actually. Worshiping God and being covered. I think God is wanting us to be uncovered when we worship him. What are some things that we cover ourselves with? We cover ourselves with um, shame, with worry, with fear, with anger, unforgiveness. We are holding on to the past. We have something against our neighbor. We don't think that Jesus is actually very good. And so we come into his presence, but we have a bag on our head. How will our face become glorious if we do not take the bag off of our head? But that's what he says is happening with people. They cannot see the glory of God. And because of that, they cannot share the glory of God. And whatever glory they do have, they're trying to keep it by covering themselves. Because I had an experience with God last year, I'm going to cover my face so that it doesn't go away. I don't want people to see that I'm losing the glory. I don't want to admit that I have a problem and go get more glory. I just want to cover this fact. I will pretend like I have glory. Everyone might think, oh wow, they must be really glorious under that bag. But what's the point of that? That's so silly. Have you ever tried walking around with a bag on your head? What if I took the offering bag and put it on my head? Just walk around. Why would I do that? I want the glory that God has given me to show. Hallelujah! You have glory to give. Okay, but where does that glory come from? Here's the fun part. The problem with Moses is that he could only look at the glory every once in a while. This is the fun part. Paul says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, verse 16, 
For the Lord is, uh, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Wow. What is he saying there? He's saying that we're actually in a better place than Moses. Because we don't have to go to a special tent to meet with the Lord. You, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Look to your neighbor and say, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am God's favorite place to be. Say, I am God's favorite child. I am God's favorite child. And say, no, I am God's favorite child. No, I am God's favorite child. Amen? We have no excuse to not look at Jesus. He is everywhere. But specifically, he is in you. You don't have to go on a mountain to see his beauty. You don't have to go on a mountain to get his directions or to learn what he wants. All you have to do is look to him. On the metro, on the streets, in a tuk-tuk, it doesn't matter how loud the music in the tuk-tuk is. You can look at Jesus wherever you are. And let me tell you this right now. You need to look at Jesus wherever you are. If you are not looking at Jesus, you are looking at something. If you are not seeing someone who loves you more than you ever imagined, you are looking for that love in someone who is broken. If you are not looking for Jesus to meet your needs, you will be expecting your parent to meet all of your needs, or your friends to meet all your needs or your favorite football team to meet your needs. Sometimes fun can be the way we get out of pain. Instead of looking to Jesus and then having fun. Who knows God is really fun. God wants us to enjoy our time with him. But he doesn't want us to look away in different directions. I feel like the pastor always says this. The devil wants to distract you. It's almost too easy for him. He just puts something shiny in front of us. Like when you're walking down the street and you see jewelry in a store.
store. The ladies are like, you, you see the shiny thing. Or guys, you see the, the mobile phones, I don't know, something electronic that you want. Or a beautiful woman, I don't know. He's <laughs> distracted. And the devil knows this. Because he knows that the only way that we're going to stop sinning is if we are looking at Jesus and satisfied. Like not, not thirsty all the time. It's like walking through the desert when you have all of the water you need. You guys are here. Maybe you came from a land with a lot of trees and water. <laughs> but this is an opportunity for you to see the world the way it is. The world is a desert. A spiritual desert. People are thirsty. People do not have the water that they need. And they drink energy drinks. Because they think that will make them less thirsty. What happens when you drink soda and you're thirsty? Does it help? What happens if you drink salt water and you are thirsty? What happens? Ah, hallelujah. hallelujah! We have the real water. And he's closer than you know. This is a promise. You, you cannot argue with this. You cannot say, no, God doesn't do that with me. I'm too bad to really be able to look at him that easy. First I have to make myself look a little nicer, then I can look at God. When you're first dating someone, or not dating, when you're engaged to someone, the first time, you might want to look really, really nice for them so that they like you. But if you see a couple that loves each other very much and they've been together for a long time, they don't care, they don't need this to go get help. They love each other no matter what. God loves us even if we are not beautiful. Right and we saw what happened with fear. Like if I try to tell you that you're going to go to hell if you don't turn around. You might, you might change the way you're living today. If you really believe it. But what about tomorrow? What about the next week? 
you're going to stay there? The fear of the Lord only stays there when we see him. And if we're chasing something, that's so much more powerful. People will do crazy things for love. Amen. Amen. So really fast, let's say this. What what uh, does it mean for His face to shine on us? God's face was shining on Moses. So in many places in Psalms, David says, let your face shine on me. And rescue me. And multiple times. He puts rescue with God's face shining. So if you if you need saving from a situation, we want his face to shine on us. How about the smile of the Lord? If I said, what is the brightest face that you know? Not talking about that. I'm talking about what is the brightest like expression or face expression that you know? I want to see it. Show me. Is it? Is that the brightest face expression? How about this one? Come on, give me a smile. <laughs> there it is. I see one. I see another one. Okay, good. A smile is the brightest thing in the world. That's one thing I love about the Sudanese community. There are so many smiles. Some of the most smiling people in the world. Even when things are difficult, the smiles help you. Make my day better. So when God shines his face on us, you know who we're. What does that actually mean? Obviously, in Moses' story, that was a bright light. But what if we looked at Jesus and saw a smile? When you pray, do you see Jesus smiling at you? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you have no problem seeing the smile of Jesus at you. But some of us had a bad teacher. Some of us had parents that taught us that God does not smile at us. 
For he will only smile if we do the right things. But is that what this says? Does it say that his face will only, oh yeah, it says his face will smile on you when you do the right things. No, it doesn't say that. It does not say that. It does not say that he will only smile when we are doing the best. It says that his smile, his shining face is from the spirit that is in us. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when Paul was talking to a church in the New Testament, it was very disobedient. He said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. He knew that even when you're in the wrong direction, God does not leave you. He's still inside of you. And he's still there smiling upon you. We have two options. We can wait until we are ready for the Lord to smile. And then we will continue to walk in the wrong direction. Or we can let his smile go into our spirit. And that will give us the strength that we need to walk away from everything. You see, the order is opposite. His face gives us the strength to say no. His love teaches us to love our family. His forgiveness teaches us how to forgive. But if we're not looking at him, how can we do any of those things the right way? How can, yeah, how can we do any of those things? So when I'm in a difficult place spiritually, I tell the Lord, God, I don't want to be praying right now. God, my heart is hard. And I have been in sin. But if you don't shine your face upon me, I will die. I will continue going this way. So I need to see your face. Well, the Lord ignored this request. Will the Lord ever say no? He's ready. He's always ready. He told his disciples to forgive not seven times. Seventy times seven is So let's rise to your feet, please. I just want us to practice together.
Maybe this is something you do all the time. But let's ask the Lord to make this more normal for us. I sometimes don't even close my eyes. When I look at the face of Jesus, sometimes I just, I don't know, maybe look up or something. Because it's not about the physical. You're looking at him in your spirit. In your heart, you are looking at Jesus. And sometimes the enemy tries to come to us in these moments. Maybe says a bad word or accuses you of something. Just don't listen, keep looking. And say things as the Spirit gives you. So right now, let's look up to the Lord together. You can close your eyes. You can, you can put out your hands like this. Whatever you want to do, look upon the face of Jesus. Just let this be a time with Him. God, we are sorry for looking at ourselves so much. God, we are so quick to look away from you and look at other things. But you are our shepherd. You are our best friend. You are the husband. You are the father of the orphan. God, we love you. We lift our hearts to you. We offer ourselves to you. Thank you, Lord. Just say something in your heart. Say what you think. Say how good he is. Say how wonderful he is. Thank him for this message. Thank him that he doesn't give up on you. Thank him that he has given you what you need. Thank him, thank him that he is everything you need. And you will be with him forever. Thank you, God. Thank you that when we are face to face, we see you. And that is the most intimate place to be, is having eye contact with you. I pray that each person would do this during their day. This would be a normal part of their life. Fill us with your power to understand the love of Christ. Fill us with your power to know your love that goes deep. 